0: Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel.
1: Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Sandy Splickle. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is a technology that predicts what your customers will buy next. Today's guest is the co-founder and CEO of Aptio. Aptio helps e-commerce brands personalize their marketing campaigns by predicting what their customers will buy next. A big hello to Shanif Denari. Hi, Shanif.
2: Andy, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's a real pleasure.
1: Yeah, well, we're excited to have this topic. So let's let's get right into it. Now, what do you mean by predicting what a customer is going to buy next? How do you do it, and how can a company use that knowledge to grow their business?
2: Yeah, you know, it's always great to have a crystal ball, right? <laughs> and so, if we had that, we'd be doing a lot of other things. Um, but essentially, you know, when we talk about predicting what a customer is going to do next, really, what we're trying to understand is what what are the products that customers are likely to buy next, each individual customer, uh, or are they just not likely to come back? Are they just not likely to buy another product? Mm-hmm. Um, and so brand marketers who sort of know this information can really tailor their marketing and customize their marketing. And so that's what we mean when we're talking about, um, you know, predicting what a customer is going to buy next, just understanding the likelihood of what's the likelihood that they're going to buy product A versus product B or, you know, versus no product at all. Uh, and the way we work at this is, you know, we use, um, you know, a lot of people call it AI. Uh, my background's in data science, so I call it data science. Basically use some data science to kind of understand and find patterns across a brand's uh, customers and their products. And then use those patterns to forecast what each person is likely to do next. And then, you know, group those, group those people, by the products that they're likely to buy basically just comes down to using a lot of math and statistics to find patterns in buying behavior uh, to figure out what people are likely to do next.
1: So you can use your software if, I, if you're a company and you plug that into your software and then it's going to split out your past buyer into different segments. Is that how it works?
2: Yep. That's, that's exactly right. Uh, so you might have a segment of people who are likely to buy you know, a red dress. Uh, you might have a segment of people who are likely to buy white shoes might also have people who are, you know, a segment of people who are at risk of never buying anything again. And so that's exactly what our software does. It uh, takes your past buyers and spits them out into segments of people based on what they're likely to do next.
1: And then how do you go about reaching those different segments of customers? Is it through email? Um, I, well, I assume it's email, but is it email exclusively yeah. or is there, how are you doing it besides email?
0: Yeah,
2: we like to plug into the tools that our customers are using. So I'm sure you've probably seen email has, has kind of been the, the foundational um, channel, but SMS has gotten really big and obviously paid social. A lot of folks argue that that has grown sort of uh, the world of e-commerce. And so we plug into all of these tools. Essentially, what happens is you can, you know, once you've got these segments that our software creates... You can plug in your existing, let's say, marketing tools like an email provider or Facebook ads, and then we'll send these segments over to those tools. Uh, Now, if you've got a marketing team, you can then go in and use those segments yourselves, those audiences to either find customers who are likely to buy products. You can even use lookalike audiences with our segments to create new customer segments, Um, or you can have our team do it for you. Uh, You know, we've got a lot of experience sort of using our audiences and our segments to drive new sales. Um, So we try to get out of the way. We try to help you kind of identify your audiences, send them over to your tools and get out of your way if you uh, if you don't want our help or help you out if you do.
1: So if your team, they specialize in using those with Facebook ads or well, you said Facebook ads, but is there anything else?
2: Yeah, so I'll kind of give you the quick rundown. Um, We definitely plug into Facebook. So Facebook ads, Instagram, because it's part of Facebook. Mm -hmm. We do a lot with SMS, so things like attentive and PostScript. Um, Email, which is kind of our bread and butter. We do a lot with Clavio. A couple of our folks have MailChimp. A couple of folks have HubSpot. Um, Those are some of the main technologies and tools that we plug into because that's what a lot of our customers are using. Um, But um, with our software, you also have the ability to just take any segment download it to a file instead of using one of our built-in integrations and then exporting it and importing it to whatever you want. And so we'll try to go wherever you are. um, But you're right. You know, Facebook ads is a big one. And then a couple of the other technique technologies that I mentioned, we also plug into.
1: So walk walk us through the process. If a new potential client calls you guys says, Hey, I, I've heard about you. You know, I heard about you on the podcast. How can you help me? I mean, where, where do you even start?
2: We like to, you know, what we do is we like to have a a quick chat with with customers because we are using AI. And so what that means is we may not be the best fit for a brand new brand that doesn't have any data. Um, So what we'll generally do is we'll schedule, you know, a quick 20, 30 minute chat with the brand. We'll tell them a little bit more about us and we'll ask them, hey, look, you know, we'd love to learn more about, you know, are you guys doing any marketing today? Um, How much data do you, how many historical customers do you have? Um, What's worked well? What hasn't? Uh, customers that are a good fit for us, they tend to have, you know, one or two years of data um, or maybe, you know, a few thousand historical orders if they're a little bit younger and newer. And we say, hey, look, you know, we plug into a lot of the big tools like Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, whatever. Uh, we make sure that we are able to in- integrate their data. And if all goes well, um, you know, if they're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them. Uh, first step is basically just connecting your store, which is signing up on our product and then. Clicking a few buttons to get, for example, your Shopify store connected or your commerce store. Uh, it then takes a little bit of time for our system to pull down all of your data and then sort of analyze your customers, forecast what they're going to do next. Uh, and then once that's done, we'll actually jump on another call with you. We'll say, hey, look, here's what our system has found. It thinks that you should be targeting these people with an offer or it thinks you should be targeting these people with a particular product. And we'll walk through that information with you, and then we'll help you get set up. So, you know, soup to nuts, it could take a couple of days, but, you know, some brands move really quick, some brands move slower. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we try to do is be a helping hand along the way, because we know not a lot of folks are using sort of these data-driven techniques today, and we want to be able to help educate folks. Um, But within the first week or so of getting set up, we've had brands drive 30,000 of sales, sometimes a little bit more. Um, just by using our segments to basically plug into their existing tools. So it, it can be pretty quick and you can see results fairly quickly within a few days uh, if you want to move fast.
1: Now, do you have, you had mentioned, you know, a company that did 30,000, but do you have a favorite success story of a client you could share?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it probably is one of those brands. So let's talk, like, let's, let's say there's a coffee company, a Canadian coffee company that a really sort of strong value prop, strong brand image. Um, and what they did was they plugged in Aptio, And what we did was we came up with, there were probably several, you know, 20 or 30 different cross-sell opportunities along with maybe 10 or 15 different other segments that we found for them. We said, hey, look, like there's a bunch of really interesting things we could do here. One, we can take a lot of these cross-sell ideas and recommendations and use them to launch email campaigns. You know, if there's a group of people who are likely to buy your, for example, five pound big bag of coffee, let's send them an email uh, incentivizing them to buy this big bag of coffee. And we already know, or at least our AI thinks, that they're more likely to buy this coffee than not. And so that particular campaign did well. And we'd launched several other campaigns for them like that, not only on email, but also on Facebook. And so you know, between the combination of what we did for them on email, which was um, you know targeting their at-risk customers, cross-selling new products, uh, incentivizing people who our AI thought would respond well to specific types of offers... You know, we drove about 30K in sales for them um, among all the channels. Um, and even on Facebook, you know, we, we started to see three to three to five X ROAS on certain channels and certain campaigns But um, email was our bread and butter with them drove about 15 to 20K. So, uh, yeah, that Canadian coffee company did really well. Um, we'll see similar results, you know, with other sorts of companies. We do a lot of stuff with uh, fashion and cosmetics and things, but that's probably my favorite story so far.
1: What are some of the challenges that you struggle with in getting results for clients?
2: Yeah, I think I uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Sometimes we have really early clients who come to us. Maybe they just launched their store. So lack of here. data, lack of data is a big one. That's a big one, and you know I'll be the first to say um you know my background is in data i think data can help everybody but if you don't have it it's really hard for us uh to use it and then similarly if you're not collecting it you know even if you've got it but it's in like five different places or you know one thing that's kind of that we've sort of had a challenge before is a a brand who maybe had data on one platform let's say woocommerce and then they migrated to shopify and now they're starting from scratch they don't have that data anymore um those brands are a little bit harder to work with so definitely we can work with them but it requires the brand to put in a little bit more work in terms of getting us access to their data, getting us information. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, brands that are really busy, maybe they don't have time to take our segments and our recommendations, uh, but they don't want us to do it. In those cases, you know, the project kind of lags, it's it sits a little bit. And so um, it really depends on, you know, A, how much data a brand has and B, what's their willingness to sort of put that data into play and experiment with different campaigns using it.
1: And I guess an, another challenge, I would assume, because you've been talking about WooCommerce, Shopify, so having your own, but you can't really help somebody who's selling their stuff on shop on like Amazon, right? <laughs> they gotta be they gotta be selling their stuff on their own website.
2: It sounds like you're very yeah you're very familiar with some of the data issues. So for those folks, I'm sure everyone knows, but Amazon doesn't provide you you know data. It, it provides anonymized email addresses, provides very limited information. So you're absolutely right. Um, we don't do a lot of work with folks who are on Amazon or exclusively on Amazon. We'd love to get into that down the line because we know there's a lot of business there. Um, but what's great is that folks who have built, who've taken the time to build out their own domains and their own stores are very serious about their businesses. And so they generally have, um, the good data infrastructure that we're likely to, to, to do well with.
1: Now, if you had a crystal ball. How do you see this industry changing over the next 12 to 18 months? It doesn't seem like a lot of people really use it right now.
2: It's really interesting. So one of the things that I keep getting asked about is, you know, what happened, like how bad was the the Apple iOS privacy updates? And next year, how bad is it going to be with Google's, you know, getting rid of third party cookies? And I think that the next 12 to 18 months are going to be really dictated by these sort of Pushes to privacy, where marketers now are no longer going to be able to advertise or market in the same uh, effective way that they have been, and I think that we're going to start to see this big push um, to getting around the challenges that come with that, and it's already started to happen. You know, a lot of folks I've talked to have either shut off Facebook ads completely, some have shut down their stores, which is kind of sad, but others have started moving to new uh, new channels like TikTok and affiliate marketing and influencers. Um, as Google starts to remove third-party cookies next year, I think it's just, I think the push towards um, new channels and uh, using your own customer data for your own marketing is really going to accelerate. So I think we're going to start to see, uh, I do think we're going to start to see a few brands start to consolidate and shut down because maybe they're going to be affected overly. But for those folks that stick around, I think you're going to start to see a pretty big, um, a big push to get access to new channels, new distribution Um, And then we've already started to see folks who have not worried about their data before start to use it to do things like re-engagement campaigns, lookalike audiences, and things like that. And I think there's going to be a big push in that direction.
1: Hey, what's up? Andy here. I have a quick question for you out there listening. How do you rate your Google Shopping results? If you are an e-commerce business driving traffic to your own website, Google Shopping remains the absolute number one way to drive profitable traffic. Unfortunately, I see a lot of mistakes with the fundamentals of Google Shopping. Whether a business uses a free Shopify app along with some Google automation, or perhaps turning over your Google Shopping to an agency but with limited oversight, or even trying to manage everything in-house without proper knowledge, I've seen about all the mistakes you can make. And that's why I've released Understand, Conquer, and Profit with Google Shopping mini-course. And best of all, it's absolutely free. As a business owner, you don't necessarily have to manage Google Shopping yourself, but you do need to understand how it works this video course will help you do just that best of all it's free to register go to makeeachclickcountuniversity.com forward slash conquer and profit to sign up and start growing your business using google shopping or visit makeeachclickcountuniversity.com classes to see all the courses we currently offer all right back to the show now aptio that's a uh, interesting name what's what's the story what's the story behind that Yeah, this
2: is going to come a little bit from left field. But um, when we first started the company, we were actually an AI research organization and we were researching AI for finance. And one part of finance is uh, options and options trading. So I took Mm -hmm. the word option and I kind of played around with some of the vowels. I looked to see if there were any sort of website and domain names still available. And, you know, changing some of the O's to A's and E's, I came up with the word aptio. Uh, Now, it's been a long time since we worked in finance. Uh, We're exclusively in in the world of e-commerce now, but that's kind of the origin story of the name.
1: I I was curious if you chose the A so you came up first alphabetically on search. (laughs)
2: I, you know, I was, I uh, was definitely thinking about that when we were playing around with that word. And so that was one thing that helps, and, you know, it's, every little thing helps. And so I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's use the A for the first, first letter and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. I know Yahoo, small business renamed themselves Abaco, A-A-B-C-O. <laughs> wow. uh, obviously it, it didn't help, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me ask you personally, are there any business books out there that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur?
2: Yeah, you know, I've been in, in the world of startups for a while now. Um, I read a couple of books that I wanted to mention. The first one was Lean Startup, uh, and then the other one was Zero to One. Now, these are old books. And so, they, you know, me and these books grew up in a world where sort of the MVP, the Lean Startup methodology were king. I'm not 100% sure those apply today, given all the capital that's out there. Today, nobody wants an MVP. They want sort of a fully functioning solution that does what they need. But those books help me understand how to be scrappy and most importantly, how to talk to customers to figure out exactly what they need. Um, and I would still recommend people to read them because they are still valuable and good resources. Um, so, you know, Lean Startup and Zero to One, very good resources to get started with. I'd also say there's one other one called Talking to Humans Um, which was written, I think, uh, someone, Frank Wimelowski, maybe by uh, a guy in NYU, very short book. I think it's like 40, 50 pages talks all about how to get the product market fit by interviewing your customers.
1: Now, speaking of the customers, what problem is Aptio solving for their customers and how are you standing out from, from the competitors? I assume there's others doing this.
2: Yeah, you know, it's um it's funny, you've kind of heard me talk a little bit about this, but just to make it you know painfully obvious, e-commerce brands are, they're not necessarily hurting, but there's a lot of competition out there today. Uh, the number of e-commerce brands that have come up in the past two years has grown exponentially. And at the same time, the, the advertising technique, Facebook ads that they used to use to build themselves is no longer working well. And so these brands are having trouble driving enough sales to to show growth, to get more investment from their investors, to keep up with expenses. Um, So at the highest level, just like any business, you know, we're helping brands drive sales. But what what it comes down to for us is how do brands market their services and their products effectively? That's kind of the problem that we're solving. Um, Today, you know, I think it's, I read something like the average person sees like 5,000 ads a day. And so if you're going to stand out from the crowd, you really have to make sure you're talking your customer's language. And we help brands solve that problem, essentially getting through cutting through the noise. Now, there are a bunch of marketing companies out there who are doing this. Um, know, you've got folks like Nosto who are helping people um, personalize their their on-site products. So, you know, you land on somebody's website, you'll see products that are tailored to you. You're starting to see um, companies like attentive and PostScript start to come up with um, SMS ads that hit you directly where you look, which is your messaging app. Um, You've got companies like, you know, mailing tools who are trying to do things like uh, send you the right mail at the right time. What we are doing, we're coming at it from a pure data perspective. You know, myself, my co-founder, our background is in AI, we used to work at Twitter. We learned how good data can be. We're coming at it from a pure data perspective. We're saying, look, if you can find a group of people who are likely to respond to a particular message, then, it doesn't, then you can then use that information across all your channels to reach those people. Uh, so what we focus on really is really, really good AI and really good data science to help you identify um, what messages you should send to each customers. This lets you send fewer messages. It lets you spend less money on the messaging apps, and it still allows you to boost your, for example, return on ad spend if you're on Facebook or your conversion rates on ClaviO, while sending fewer messages and kind of wasting less of your time. And that's kind of how we've approached the world. And uh, we've seen pretty good results for our clients.
1: Why ClaviO? That um, seems the last four or five podcast guests that I have had on that have talked about email marketing. It's been there. ESP. All of them say, Clavio, Clavio, Clavio. Why what's going on there?
2: You know, I've always, I would say 90% of our customers also use, uh, I call them Clavio. I hope that's the right way to pronounce it. Um, I think that they've done something smart, which is they took, they took everything about MailChimp that was working well. And then they put in everything that e-commerce marketers needed for e-commerce Um, into their product. And by doing that, and by sort of building up um, this feature set that people from e-commerce can really use, for example, plugging into your product catalog super easily, identifying a different way of doing product recommendations, keeping track of how much sales you're making from your emails. Um, They built this product that sort of SMBs and mid-sized marketing teams across the world of e-commerce are able to use easily it's a very nice tool. And so, you know, I said most of our customers use Clavio. We plug in the Clavio. One of our best integrations is actually them where we sort of supplement customer profiles on Clavio with new Mm -hmm. information. We create segments. And so it's just a, it's one of those tools that's sort of taken the cake when it comes to e-commerce marketing.
1: So who is the the perfect client for your service? If they're out there listening now, they should absolutely get in contact with you after listening to this.
2: We love, uh, we love working with folks who are sort of D2C retailers, um, you know, selling things in sort of industries where customers will come back and make a second or third purchase. So what we do really well with is like food and beverages, uh, cosmetics, fashion, um, even things like consumer electronics. We've also started working with companies who are doing medical devices. Um, from an industry standpoint, some of our best clients and customers are folks who are selling to you know, to the same customer over the course of their lifetime. Um, from a technology perspective, uh, brands that are plugged into Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, who are using tools like Clavio, who are using tools like Facebook ads, uh, um, are some of our best customers. And then from a data perspective, we do like to see having at least like a year of historical data, at least like a thousand um, orders, a thousand customers in the past, so that our AI is able to learn. Uh, Now, I could say anyone selling online uh, can use Aptio, but the tools, the techniques, the industries I just mentioned, those are the ones who make the most um, out of our software.
1: How many different types of products do you need to be selling? I'm I'm thinking of your coffee company example. If they're only selling two different flavors in small and large sizes, I mean, (laughs) how many different buckets (laughs) can you put them in, right? That's absolutely right. and you know at
2: the same point, like if you're only selling one or two products, it's easy for you as a human to just go and promote those products in your ads and emails. Um, in general, we like to work with brands who've got 10 or more products. you know it's not a hard and fast rule, uh, but we start to see that some of our cross-sell recommendations work well once you've got about 10 products. Uh, you could still use us like we still do well for brands that have maybe five or six. but you're right, one or two is probably, At that point, you're probably better off um, just doing the marketing by hand or finding new influencers. Um, And so, yeah, like, you know, that thousand order minimum plus maybe 10 or 20 products is kind of where we start to start to do really well. And then for brands that have like one of our customers, I I think 17,000 products because they can print on demand, they can print clothes on demand. That's where the AI starts to really shine because no human is able to sort of parse through that data as quickly as a computer can. Um, and so it's one of those things you've probably heard it before, Andy, where the more data you have, the better the AI will be. And that's kind of the case with us as well.
1: Now, do the products need to be different? Like uh, go back to that coffee company. If they had six different flavors, I mean, is is that different enough to know, like, you know, they, they tried this flavor, they'll, they'll know this one, or does it really need to be, are they selling coffee and are they selling tea and are they selling coffee mugs? I mean, do they have to, how similar can the products be for it to work?
2: Yeah, um, our software basically works off of a SKU. And so if you've got a coffee flavor, maybe hazelnut, that's one SKU and Madagascar vanilla roast, that's another one. That's perfect for us because um, all that matters to the system, you know, the system doesn't really know that they're both coffees. But what it'll do is it'll look through the buyer behavior. It'll look through the viewing behavior uh, for each SKU and it'll make its decisions based on that. Um, Now, one thing you can do, which makes it even better, is you can group your products into collections or categories. And then we can take information about the categories that products are in. Uh, We can take that into account. But, you know, short answer to your point, to your question, as long as it's a SKU, uh, it's considered a different product and we can work with that.
1: So how does your fee structure work?
2: You know, what we do is we basically charge, uh, we're a monthly charge, unless you want to do an annual subscription, and we charge based on the number of customer profiles that we are analyzing for you. So what does that mean? Now, let's say you're, you know, let's say you're a small store, you're starting out, you've got a couple thousand customers um, who have bought from you in the past. That will be, you know, a pretty small monthly charge, and the reason is because um, our AI uses your customer data to learn, and so it's got less data to process. There's less of a cost to us, and maybe there's less that you can do. But let's say you're a brand that's got two million customers, lots and lots of products. You know, we'll charge that brand a little bit more or a lot more, you know, depending on the case, because not only are we then, um, you know, spending more on our side to train the AI. But we're also producing a lot more predictions and recommendations and segments for you. And so smaller stores will pay less, larger stores will pay more. Uh, Starts with a couple hundred dollars and then it kind of works its way up to there. Now, in general, we we generally never ask a brand to pay if we're not driving them money. So we offer a free trial where we can sort of evaluate how much we'll make them. And we've seen us make like 40X ROI on some brands and the brands that are paying us are at least making two to three X ROI uh, on a monthly basis um, for our subscription.
1: Now, what is a piece of actionable advice that you can give listeners on something that they heard in this episode that they can implement right away for under 50 bucks to help grow their business?
2: For sure. I think if you're not collecting any data today, you got to do it. Like, let's say you're a brand, you've got all your customer data in Shopify, you've never looked at it. I would say plug in some sort of analytics tool to help you. There's a bunch of free ones out there. Just plug in a tool to look at and understand your data If you're not collecting email and phone number information using something like pop-up ad or a pop-up form on your website, got to start doing that right away. So that's something that you could really do. Um, And then I would say for those who are more more advanced, they've already got data, uh, segmentation, segmentation, segmentation. Don't send the same message to all of your customers. Parse them out into different groups and then send those groups messages based on what they're likely to respond to.
1: Well, this has been great. How can an interested listener learn more about working with you?
2: Uh, we'd love to, you know, we'd love to chat with your listeners. Um, our web, feel free to get in touch. Our website is aptio.co. That's A-P-T-E-O dot i I'm also always happy to chat. My email address is Shanif, S-H-A-N-I-F as in Frank at aptio.co. Uh, we'd be happy to extend a you know, longer free trial to any of your customers, Andy.
1: It's been great. Well, anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today?
2: No, I think this has been really helpful. You know, if anyone's ever interested in chatting AI and data, I am a data geek. So feel free to reach out. But otherwise, it's been a real pleasure.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining us today.
2: Likewise. For, thanks so much.
1: For listeners, remember, if you like this episode, episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding Aptio or connecting with Shanif, you'll find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We have compiled all the different past guests by show topic and have included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any of the services I have discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it for today. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in
0: the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast.